The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. And we are going to take on a really difficult subject today. We are going to be talking about how to negotiate with a team for a cell phone. And uh, this is not one of those shows that you get on where you go, thou shall not, and, you know, you need to take that phone away from the kid immediately, and and uh, kids shouldn't have a phone till they're 25. It isn't one of those kinds of shows today. I deal with this all the time because I deal with parents, and a parent will often say to me, when do I give a child a phone? And, uh, you know, lately it's getting younger and younger and younger that you're seeing that's out there. I always have kind of a line that I like to throw out that says, "If you know, have you had the sex talk with them? And if you haven't had the sex talk, then they're probably too young for a phone. Because quite frankly, the minute you give a young person a phone, they are going to take on perspectives and relationships and interactions with people that you would not choose for them. People that you probably wouldn't choose to even invite in your own living room. And the question is, how do they discern the difference? Do they understand the world they're living in? I think this is one of the most complex discussions out there in society, and I don't hear it going on very much. But I I do believe that it's important that we understand the dynamics of this. Right now, what happens is a phone goes out, it's up to the parent, the parent buys it based on their relationship with their child. Well, that's not all that easy, quite frankly. Many of our homes are divorced. And so then the father will or the mother will give them a phone and be real lenient with them, kind of spoil them with the phone so that they can be the better parent. Except what is happening there is they're really complicating that child's life and making and actually doing much less as a parent if you're going to give a kid a phone just so that they like you more. So there are a lot of issues around this issue that I want to explore today. I am not here to give you a decision, do you or don't you, or at what age. Um, You're the parent. You know what you believe in. You know your relationship with your child. You know your child. But what you probably don't know are all the ins and outs and the nuances involved in this decision. You see, what happens is we give our kid a phone and about 8% of the population of teenagers are being exploited in some manner, either sexually or psychologically sexually exploited, because they hook up with the wrong person, they get a fantasy relationship, maybe they sneak out and meet up with them wanting just to know what they're like, and they disappear, and other times they get introduced to hardcore pornography that they're sharing. Uh, sometimes they actually end up masturbating together with a total stranger. I'm sorry if that offends you, but you need to know the reality, um, especially in online gaming. 
Sometimes it's a matter that they send a photo, may not be a completely illicit photo, but they're working to get the child to go further and further and beginning to blackmail the child. So who is responsible here? We say, well, the app company is responsible because they're making this possible. Well, that's one line of thinking, but almost every one of these apps have requirements in it, which you don't read when you hit, I agree. And it might be kind of a fascinating project. Before any child gets a phone, you go through the, I agree, and see what you're agreeing to and making sure that your child agrees to it. Because the minute you you or your child hit, I agree, you agree, okay? You're saying, okay, uh, it says you have to be 14 and my kid's only nine. and But you're saying to yourself, well, yeah, but my kid's very mature for a nine-year-old. But the rule that you're agreeing to is 14 and nobody is taking the time to read it. The bit next problem is it's the parent who's still the parent. In most states, the parent is responsible for the child up until they're 18. In some states, I believe it's 16. But still, you know, if your child is 9 or 11, you, the parent, are still the parent whether or not they have a phone. And if they have a phone and you're making the payment, that makes you even a little more responsible. And then there's something to the fact that you're giving it to a child with the belief that your child is going to be responsible. I don't believe any parent hands a phone to a child believing their child's going to be irresponsible. Or they're at least kind of reassuring themselves that if they're irresponsible, I'll catch it and I'll fix it. All of those are wings and prayers, okay? (laughs) None of this is really working in real life is the problem. So the child gets violated and you blame the app. And and you want the app to do more to combat uh, pedophilia and online predators. And before the show's over, we're going to talk about how that works. Microsoft has just introduced a, a new child abuse detection program on its Xbox, You don't think about a child being violated on Xboxes, but they are, and they are in a big way. Gaming uh, platforms like Discord and uh, PlayStation and, and Xbox are absolutely perfect grooming areas because of the fact that a teenager or preteen can get in there and play with all their heart. Remember, the reason they're playing the game is they want to win. They want to beat the other guy. They want to be better than, and they spend hour upon hour doing it, but that absolutely means they are talking to people they have never met, and in many cases, they are dependent on that person to get approval, to uh, continue in the game, and the two of them are aligned against other people, so you have implied loyalty because you don't want to let your teammate down, even if you've never met them, even if it's somebody you're not crazy about, you're still in this alliance. So you blame the uh, the app company, but you know, think about this. Facebook alone, and most teenagers now are not on Facebook, but Facebook alone has 1.6 billion followers, and they're not even as big as TikTok is now. So how many nits and bots, I'm going to, I think I'm going to have a show about nits and bots one day. Nits are network investigative tools, and bots are like algorithms. And all day and all night, governments around the world, including the app companies, are going through 
all your social media out there to try to remove your child's naked photo that they may have been lured into sending or to identify conversation. That's what uh, Project Artemis is all about with Microsoft now and Xbox to identify conversation that might be related to a pedophile and uh, send it off to NECMAG. And they, but think about this, if you have 1.6 billion daily users, how much can they find? That's the next problem is if they're finding your child's naked photo, it's too late. Your child's photo is already out there. All they're doing is removing it from the original source. So you're depending on this app company to be uh, the world's cop on social media, but it doesn't make sense just in light of the fact that you've already violated the rules by putting a child on there that's younger than they say, and all they can really do is try to look for ways that your child might be engaged in it or find it after the fact. So then you then you look at the situation with the child and you say, you know, I want them to be responsible. Well, we all want them to be responsible, but when you look at the idea of a cell phone, it is a lot different than anything else in our world. I was thinking about this. Most kids uh, use one social media app, and or um, and it, you know, it could be something like Instagram or Snapchat or or uh, some of the dating sites and like that. But for the most part, then they do group texting. And they share and they talk with their friends. <clears throat> As I was developing this particular show, and I deal with this all the time, by the way, uh, and I, I sit with parents and talk with parents whose kids are in trouble, and I talk with kids who are in trouble, it really does come down to the fact that any kind of digital technology changes the relationships between people. And I really think that's where a dialogue about a teen and a cell phone needs to begin. Because what I see here are that teenagers will go online and they get a fantasy relationship. And they will tell you over and over what happens on the Internet is not real, so it doesn't matter. It's okay if they send a little photo or, you know, they have sex, virtual sex on the Internet because it's not real. But it changes because of the fact that these kids are on dating sites and they're building relationships. But they're using their real-life emotions to develop a fantasy relationship with someone they have never met, and that is how they end up being groomed. And they're not able to determine that this has happened. So I believe, bottom line, we have to start with the discussion of relationships. If you have a million likes and 200,000 followers, does that give you self-worth? And what do we know about the people on the other end that you're trusting, and how does that compare to where you are in a regular relationship. You see, it's all about followers for this generation that we find. What will happen is that as they get in there, they start to want to have more followers to show their value and their worth. But who are those followers? What do we know about them? Uh, What kind of trust do you put in them? What about the fact that these are the people that can reach back to you and talk to you And some of them will pretend to be your friend. So I think that you have to start, first of all, before you decide about the cell phone, 
that you begin to have a discussion about self-worth and value and who you are and what determines your worth long before you get in there and start determining your value based on the number of likes. Well, with that, we are up against this break. My name is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We're going to get deep in the weeds on this subject in the next section, so stay with us, and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit sin. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. Not a million, not one million, just simply millionkids.org. I'd encourage you to go to Facebook and find Million Kids and hit like, and you will see that we post new cases several times a day. Uh, cases of human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography. It allows you to take a look at just how prolific it is, but especially if you're in law enforcement or first responder or therapist or medical personnel, it gives you a way of seeing how the crime changes, how the perpetrator operates, how the victims respond differently, and also what new technologies are being used. And that's what we are known for training across America. I was uh, very pleased this week we were accepted in as a um, a trainer for uh, International Chiefs of Police. I'm a law enforcement-oriented trainer. We belong to uh, police. Police Executive Research Forum and uh, LEIU, Law Enforcement Intelligence Unit, and like that. So it was a, a real honor to be accepted there. What we're talking about is when and how do you deal with a, a teenager and a cell phone. And I want to talk about some of the theories first so that we don't get into, okay, at 12 they can have this and at 14 they can have that. Some 10-year-olds are more mature than 14-year-olds. Some 14-year-olds are more mature than than um, you know someone who's 17 or 18. It depends on their judgment, and quite frankly, I believe it depends on their need for constant approval. If your child has a need for constant approval, you're going to have a problem on a cell phone because it is more than a cell phone. It is a connection to outside relationships. And those are relationships that you often can't tell who is on the other end. But the reason why a cell phone is so addictive is that it gives you that social validation feedback loop. And all of us are addicted to it. If you really want to see how this works, decide this week to have a family night where everyone, including you, puts their phone in a box and walks it out to the car, you will find it will be the longest night of your life because everybody's looking for that outside uh, approval, outside accreditation, if you will, that that uh, feeling that people out there need you and that you're important. And everyone craves it, but teenagers live and breathe on that. Teenagers use phones differently than even parents, for what it's worth. I think that most of us as as parents, we have a tendency to, well, we talked or we text or we email. Kids don't email, but 
but uh, we communicate in a mature fashion for the most part. <laughs> I know a lot of a lot of adults that need some work on that. But anyway, uh, but that's the way it goes. But it's different for a teenager because for a teenager, they have multiple personalities on a phone. And I think it's important for a parent to recognize that and be able to have that discussion. So one of the things that is happening here, for instance, on Instagram, I read an article, and I didn't have to read this article. Several kids have told me about this. But there's something called Rinsta and Insta and Finsta, okay? And what Rinsta is is real plus Instagram. In other words, that's the one that you mom and dad are going to see. Their Instagram account looks fine. Everybody talks okay. You're, everybody's happy. But many kids will have a secondary Instagram account. Now, why do they do this? They believe that technology gives them a level of privacy that they're entitled to that they cannot get any other way. And that is another way that this is so addicting because they want to be able to have independence. And think about the importance of this. Okay, they're 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. They're getting their independent identity, and they are going to try things out. Every one of us did at that age. But when we put them in a world of technology, they can lead a secret life. And that's very likely that they might do that. Every one of us, as we became adults, went back and told our folks, you know, we did this, we did this. If you knew about it, you'd probably freak. Well, our kids do it, but in a social media world. A Finsta really gives a teenager a place to be themselves and post unfiltered content. Sometimes it's a place to hide things from their parents. And so it's that room of autonomy And so you may not be aware that your child has two Instagram accounts and you're looking at them and you're trusting them. But then you find out that they have maybe things like ghost apps, apps. um, The most common one of those is a calculator, by the way. If your kid has a calculator on the front of their phone, they're not adding and subtracting. They're hiding the rest of the apps. But the reason I point this uh, particular situation out is I want you to see that in many of these cases, what is happening is it's all about relationships. In other words, and, and I think that that's the important place to start when you start talking and negotiating with your team for a cell phone. By the way, I use the term negotiate loosely because mom and dad, you're paying for it and it's your phone. So you get to decide. I hear, I have parents say to me, well, can I check my kid's cell phone? Hello. Of course you can. You own it. And they are a minor, and if they're doing something that is going to cause a problem either to themselves or others, you are still responsible. You can blame the app company. You can blame anybody you want to. But the truth is you bought the phone. You know their age. You agreed to the app, and you are responsible for their behavior. So absolutely you can check your phone. But what I believe is more important that you sit down and you began to talk to your teenager about different kinds of relationships. In all the training that I have done with kids in school, the thing, one of the things that I have seen is that nobody talks to them about how do you evaluate an online relationship. Because, and this is, this is going to become more and more important. 
you know, you have in your family, you have family relationships that you trust. Uh, some you like better than others, but, you know, family relationships that you trust. Then you have friends in your school that you're very close to, and you reveal your most dearest secret. And then you have some that you're not as close to, but you still reveal some secrets. And then you just have acquaintances. And with those, you handle them completely different. Well, you can see that in real life. But you also have something like that online, and we need to talk about it. Many of these apps like Whisper and Finsta are designed in such a way that you can tell your most intimate point out there and pedophiles will get in there and build rapport with kids to get them to tell in fact uh, one of the things that they'll often look for are public posts that say i hate my mom or uh, i'm so fed up with school or something that's extremely negative and those pedophiles will come right in and pick up on that Uh, boy do i get that my mom's really blah, 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 looking like they're a young teenage boy or a young teenage girl, depending on who they're talking to, and begin to build their trust, and they begin to lament back and forth and share relationship. The big problem with that is they don't have any way to verify if that person is a man or a woman, what age they really are, if they're really where they say, and they begin to trust. And so... That is exactly what pedophiles do. And so if you're going to get your child a phone and they're going to have, for instance, Instagram, talk about how hashtags work. If you don't have Instagram, get it. Because pedophiles, and by the way, follow me and kids on Facebook. We will have cases on there so that you can show your child. Pedophiles will look for a particular hashtag where they know teenagers are posting photos. And that's how they began to go into a child's life. They will sign up for TikTok because your child is posting 15-second videos out there in different categories. And they will go into the categories where the kids are twerking and dancing and dressing skimpily and like that. And they will like the video and they will become a follower. And pretty soon it is as simple as, hey, meet me on Instagram. You're really talented. I'm a talent scout. Send me some more videos and I'll get you some, uh, get you a deal here. And that child will meet them on Instagram. And so what they do is use this to hook up. It's very important that you begin to sit down with your child and say, if you're going to go on the World Wide Web, I want you to understand how the World Wide Web works and how it can work for good and how bad guys use it to begin to build that relationship and try to come in and... and uh, either exploit you or blackmail you. It is an important conversation to have. To wag your finger goes nowhere. They will get defensive. But education is the key, and making your child a leader is really the key in a world of technology. This is Opal Singleton. It's Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against this break, so stay with us. We're going to come right back.
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about when and how to give your child a cell phone. One of the things that is happening is because so much abuse is taking place, there's all kinds of uh, federal and private corporate pressure being put on the big app companies to come up with ways to find out and protect your child. And there is something to that, although, quite frankly, if you're relying on an app company to be able to protect your child, you're going to be dismally disappointed. But there, one of the things that started this uh, particular conversation for me and this particular show, there's a new uh, technology out by uh, Microsoft with their Xbox chat tool that I wanted to tell you about. It is uh, posted on me and kids' Facebook page. It's called Project Artemis, and it's a, 
a gaming monitoring kind of thing. Now, people like myself that have studied this have been talking about this even back in 2011, 2012. Uh, I remember people coming to me saying, you, you must not put down gaming platform so you'll lose your following because kids are so addicted to gaming and I'm like I don't really care about my following what I care about is I don't want a kid to be violated and we have to recognize that a gaming platform is a grooming incubator on many levels and that doesn't make it bad it just means that if you mom and dad are going to have your child on the world wide web in a gaming platform You need to be able to monitor them and interact. One of the challenges of a gaming platform is most parents don't play that game. It's too complicated. Uh, It's crazy. They have no interest in doing it. And so they're really evaluating it at a great arm's length. The other problem is, is the kid is emotionally engaged on a level that you can't even get in your own family. They will, they will do all kinds of things. They will do hide in the under the covers and play the video game. They will sneak out and go to somebody else's house. They will do what they have to do to play this game. But uh, Microsoft has come up with something called Project Artemis. It is not a cure-all. It is not by any means. In fact, for me, it just kind of gives you a parameter, uh, maybe a warning sign of how big this is and the need to sit down and chat with your child. Uh, Basically, Project Artemis is the same technology they've been using on Xbox, and now they're going to make this available to other companies. It works by recognizing specific words and speech patterns and flagging suspicious messages for review by human moderators. You see, this is the kind of thing where it doesn't come all in a row where you, mom and dad, can monitor it. In other words, if you're following a text, he says, she says, he says, she says. In a game, it doesn't work like that. You have all these normal interactions. Many of these games have a lot of sex in them. You're sharing that sex with someone in the other chat room that you haven't met. And in many cases, those uh, platforms have live streaming in them. In other words, they can use a camera and come right in and see what's going on with your child, but bond eye to eye. So here you have a child that wants their approval, wants their game uh, score to be up, wants to be liked by the people in the room, and they're sharing even visual back and forth, and they're often sharing pornography. So you need to make sure that your child has enough cognitive reasoning to understand the dangers of that situation. I'm going to give you a hint. A nine-year-old does not. They are not able to understand adult sexuality or pedophilia and how the grooming and recruiting process works. And so to put a child in that environment without any ability, they're not bad children. They're fine children. We're just putting them in, a, in an adult environment that they are not yet equipped for. What happens in uh, Project Artemis the, the Artemis recognizes specific words and speech patterns and flagging suspicious messages for review by human moderator. 
I hope you picked up what I said. That means that your app companies are looking at what you post and what your children post, and they're listening in on their conversations. So you have a real tug of war going on in our society. This is the reason why I'm saying it's a complex problem, because you mom and dad are relying on an app company or a game to monitor your child's behavior, but that means you and your child have zero privacy also. And you have to remember that. And quite frankly, I think it's important that your child be told that so that they understand they are not on there alone, that their conversation can be monitored, not just by you, but also by uh, Project Artemis, if you will. And so what will happen here is once they hear something, then it's sent back to NECMEG. The New York Times found that online chat platforms were fertile hunting grounds for child predators who groom their victims by first befriending them and then insinuating themselves into a child's life, both online and offline. Most major platforms are dealing with some level of abuse by child predators, according to Microsoft Xbox, and they they talk about a particular case where a guy got 15 years in prison. If you want to see how that works, just follow me and kids on Facebook. We have one of those cases usually every day. They go on to quote someone named Elizabeth Jeglik, I believe it is. She's a professor of psychology at John Jay College of Criminal Justice. She says, within 30 minutes, they may be talking sexually with a child. In person, it's harder to set a cross to a child, but an online predator is able to go in, test the waters, and if it doesn't work, go ahead and move on to the next victim. That's important in your dialogue with your kid to understand this is how the grooming process works, that they're looking for low-hanging fruit. And if you need approval, if you want the, the feedback and the acceptance of total strangers, you are going to be vulnerable. And see if your child has the cognitive reasoning to tell the difference on there. And if they're really able to understand what all that means. She goes on to say they try to isolate the child and will follow them across multiple platforms. I say that all the time. They'll meet you on one, they will take you to another. So they can have multiple exploitation points. A predator may ask a child for a photo, then ratchet up the demands to videos, increasing the level of sexual content. The child is racked with guilt and fear, and there is this why the predator goes on across platforms. He can say, oh, I know all your friends on da-da-da-da-da, and if you don't see me, on, send me a video, I'll send that first photo to all your friends. And that is exactly how that works. She, what she's describing there is sextortion, blackmail with a naked photo. What I'm saying here in the discussion about when and how to give your kid a cell phone is that I think before you ever talk about technology, you talk about relationships. You talk about real life relationships and you talk about digital relationships. You talk about relationships that take place on fake sites like Instagram and Finsta. And you tell your child, I understand these are there. I'm going to Google these. We're going to share them. The way I believe this is important, I don't believe that you're going to raise a child in this day and age without technology. I honestly don't, and I don't think that would be a healthy thing. I think that approaching technology by wagging your finger is going to get you off to a bad start. Now, I'm not suggesting that you don't check your child's phone. In fact, I say to myself, 
this is my phone, I'm paying for it, but I believe in you and I'm going to trust you to be a leader. But because it is my phone, I am going to check it from time to time. And if I ever see you not being a leader, well, I will borrow my phone back. But in the meantime, you and I are going to share every app that you have on there. And I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google the good, bad, and ugly. And you and I are going to sit down and we're going to talk about it. Because I want to see how mature you are in evaluating relationships. In other words, I believe that it's important to have a dialogue with a child about the difference between self-worth and the number of followers and the number of likes. It is one thing to play a game on there with on the internet and and have 100,000 likes or a million likes and maybe 20,000 followers, but begin to talk about the difference of those relationships. What does that do for you? Uh, you may have a million likes, but somebody else you know is about to get a million too. So are you more valuable or less valuable? There will always be people out there with more likes. And if you're needing that approval, then you're probably not ready for a cell phone. Because really what happens is pedophiles look for people who need approval, who need attention, who are wanting to be liked. Think about what is happening in an app like TikTok. And I'm, I'm not against TikTok. I have it. But you need to be mature enough to understand. You are going on there, twerking and doing whatever you're doing, to get a million followers or a million likes. Except there will always be people with more likes. And so in order to get more likes than them, you've got to do something even more extreme. And at some point, and there's only so much you can take off, baby. <laughs> you got to figure this out to find out that you are valuable even if you have zero likes. That this is about relationships and knowing who you are and what you stand for. About having strength of character. I always tell kids, every time you do what's right instead of what's easy, you get character. And that is how you become a person of worth, not by the number of followers. So all of this, I believe, is pertinent to the discussion of when to give a kid a cell phone, because this is at the heart of the matter of how kids get violated. They get in there, they lead one life that mom and dad see, they leave a different life digitally, and then they go off and they begin to take horrendous chances. They may fall in love with somebody, they sneak off, they meet up, and they pay a price. Or they send that photo and they pay a price, and that's called sextortion. This is Opal Singleton, Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about when to give a teen a cell phone. And we are up against that break, so we're going to ask you to stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about when to give a child a cell phone and under what conditions. And I believe that this is the greatest generation that's ever lived. Our kids are going to live in this technology evolution. It is going to happen. The name of the game is preparing them to be leaders and letting them know that you're proud of them and that you support them, but you also are still the parent and you own the phone and you are going to guide them through this technology evolution. You are not going to be one of these hands-off parents. That's really where it's all at that you sit down with them, you you talk about emotional maturity, you talk about leadership, you talk about how the Internet's made. I would encourage you to get a contract between you and your child that uh, they will share on there, that they do have a right to their life, but that it is a, a, a very much an adult device. And as they mature, they get more and more responsibility. They show they can handle the responsibility. You support them in that. I do believe that it's important that you do have parameters and you stick to them. Uh, If you see your child going into some sort of shame-based behavior, and what do I mean by that? They become withdrawn. Uh, they uh, They can't sleep. They go to school. They start to miss school. They start to hang out with other people. They're secretive in their communication that they're doing. Uh, they shut the the door and you're not allowed to come in. Uh, they're doing this in the middle of the night. Maybe they're cutting. Uh, maybe they uh, can't sleep. Maybe they begin to run away or they get depressed. Uh, a lot of uh, hiding kind of activity. Those are all shame-based activities, which in that case, you need to take action, get involved, take that phone uh, back and uh, replace it with a basic communication phone and something like that. Begin to set with them. And, and it's very important that you do not add further shame. If your child has sent a, a naked photo, then it's very important that you get them counseling and you set with them and go, I'm going to walk you through this. We are losing way too many kids to suicide that get in this. We just had one of uh, a child of a, ma- of a pastor here of a very mega church uh, that whose son uh, just recently killed themselves. And it, it is just catastrophic. So what I would tell you is set and have a dialogue. Look for your child's maturity level. Uh, give them the amount of freedom based on their, their ability to have cognitive reasoning. Talk about self-worth and share with them about relationships and how this should go. And share with them that you're very proud of them, that you want them to be a leader for others, and that you are going to be involved in their life. You're going to understand every app. You're going to follow me and kids. You're going to discuss cases. You're going to Google the app so that you know the good and the bad of how each of these apps work. And you will check their phone from time to time. I do believe it's important that all phones be put away at night. I do not believe that a child should be sleeping with a cell phone. I think like anything else, there needs to be parameters. But if your child is showing good cognitive reasoning and good relationship building skills, then then you're off and running. If not, then I think you approach this on a very limited basis and uh, give them some basic technology, but let them grow up before they end up getting violated. And finally, I just want to share with you one last thing, and that is is that 
this is the most important generation that's ever lived. And I believe that most kids want to be leaders. But I also know that if you give kids too much time alone and only alone on a cell phone, you're going to have a kid with trouble. So look for balance in your life if you're going to do this. Go for hikes. Go for walks. Go to the beach. Have family evening where nobody has a phone. And you talk to each other about how proud you are of each other and how much that you're willing to support each other. If you believe that your child has been violated or is being violated, they need to get counseling and get counseling immediately. And someone needs to alert the police. You can do that by calling one 888 Finally, my name is Opal Singleton, and you can email me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. We are part of millionkids.org and the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. This show is brought to you by the generosity of donors, people who donate to us because they want us to be able to educate around the world. We have about 15,000 followers on a regular basis. Sometimes it goes up to more on this, and we are able to do that because of the generosity of people like yourself. If you are willing to donate to keep this show going and all the work of million kids, of rescuing kids out of sex trafficking and and, uh, getting them to get in and get the treatment that they need or Uh, do million kids missing kids as many of you know we've been involved in bringing many of the missing kids home we have a new one right now uh raven hamilton on our facebook site go to million kids at facebook and if you want to see that sign up for our newsletter we will be sending out flyers we send out tens of thousands of flyers on missing kids so That is how you can support us. Go to www.millionkids.org. Hit that donate button. I truly, truly appreciate it. We take any kind of donation that you want to give us. Yes, we'll even take real estate and cars, whatever it takes to to keep this thing going. But we truly appreciate those people who just go to millionkids.org, hit that donate or fund us through a foundation or a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to keeping kids safe from predators. So thank you to each and every one of you that support our work. Being a parent this in this generation is the hardest job in the entire world. I think being a teenager might also be there. But it is also exciting. This will be the first generation that can reach the entire world, and the entire world can reach our kids. And they desperately need us to be the leaders that believe in these kids I still believe the four most powerful words in combating social media exploitation, child pornography, and human trafficking are, I believe in you. It is what we all want to hear. And when you're 13 years old and you go on the World Wide Web, that's the first thing you're going to look for is that social validation feedback loop. We don't need social media to tell our kids how proud we are of them. We can simply look at them and tell them, I believe in you. This is Opal Singleton, opal at meandkids.org. Follow us on Facebook, and we will see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.